Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday, the end of the week program where you choose the hot new upcoming bands you want to hear and we put them on the air. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. It's Music Friday Live Today Friday. Today we're going to talk to two women who come from different ends of the music spectrum and different stages in their careers. At 205 Eastern, Donya Oxford, Queen of Boogie Woogie and Blues, will join us. And at 2.30, Claudia Schmidt returns to Music Friday Live to take us through her new album of folk, jazz, and just plain great songs. Now, this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you. So call us, 347-215-7511. Or email your questions and comments to Music Friday Live. Don't forget the live at gmail.com. That's Music Friday Live at gmail.com. Or you can log into the chat room. The chat room is now open. I'm looking at it right now on one of the computer screens. Or you can, uh, and after the show, don't forget to uh, check out our Facebook page and uh, follow our Twitter feed. We are at Music Friday Live on Twitter. And uh, if you're tweeting about us, Don't forget the hashtag Music Friday. Well, I want to remind everybody, I want to remind everybody that if you know of a hot new band, if you, you know, you've been out to the clubs, you saw a band that you really, really like, tell us about it. Go to our website. MusicFridayNationBuilder.com. That's MusicFridayNationBuilder. That's MusicFriday.NationBuilder.com. And click on the Your Choice tab. It's right up there on the top. And put band's name or the artist's name in the nomination form. It'll take you about 30 seconds, probably less. And it could put a band that you've discovered on the air. So that's MusicFriday.NationBuilder.com. And while you're there, take a look around. Read the reviews. I write reviews for a number of magazines. They're, pu- they're posted there on the review tab. And also check out the bios of the bands, the photographs of the bands, the, uh, the videos we have up there, and uh, you know, leave us some comments. We'd like to hear from you. Now, I want to bring up a topic that is dear to my heart, but a lot of people aren't really aware of it. You are aware that... The music business is a tough business. Musicians are naturally collaborative rather than competitive, but the business itself is very competitive, and if you're an emerging musician or even a mid-level musician, you're not Lady Gaga, uh, it's hard to make a living. And something happened recently that I'm not sure if it's going to make it harder or not, but I just thought I'd throw it out there. Pandora, I'm sure a lot of you subscribe to Pandora, they have been fighting tooth and nail against potential songwriting royalty increases, and it appears that it paid off. A court ruled not too long ago, fairly recently, actually, that the streaming radio service has to pay the same 1.85% royalty rate that it's been paying for years. Now, Pandora wanted to reduce it. The American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers, which we all know as ASCAP, wanted 3%. Um, This, I think, is going to make it somewhat tougher for musicians, and particularly for songwriters. Writers right now receive 9.1 cents for every song that sells on an artist's CD, but they usually have to split that with the publisher, which leaves the songwriter 4.5 cents, and if the song is co-written, they're down to 2.275 cents for the song, which means that if songwriter, and we have a lot of songwriters on this show, write a song that winds up on a million-selling album, they only earn $22,000, which, you know, it's not enough really to live these days. Now, songwriters also get performance royalties, I know that, on radio, television, and cable, but 
very, very few actually get those royalties, and the ones that do, they get less than 5000 a year. Plus, and this I think is really a problem, plus all of this is regulated by the federal government. Songwriters cannot raise their royalty rate even as their costs go up. That's all dictated by the Copyright Royalty Board. This may be why America has lost two-thirds of its professional songwriters over the past decade. And I think that's a great loss in creativity in, in our community here. And I don't know what to do about it, but I know there is one thing we can all do about it. More than a billion song files are illegally downloaded every month. That means that nobody, none of the songwriters, none of the artists, get a royalty on those files which makes their making a living and are having a constant stream of new creativity in the music world even tougher. So if you have a desire for a song, if you want to download, and I, I really recommend you do, songs from either one of our upcoming guests, don't pay for it. And also download them on iTunes if you can, because I understand that iTunes pays a higher royalty than some of the other download sites. Remember, Somebody has to write that song, somebody has to sing that song, and somebody has to get paid for doing that, or they're not going to be around any longer to do either one of those. So let's make sure that we support all of our musicians, all of our songwriters, everybody in the business. We're going to take a quick break right now, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by the Queen of Boogie Woogie. Donya Oxford is going to be with us. Don't go away. This is going to be a lot of fun. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host, and I want to welcome all of our listeners out there in Radio Land. I want to say special uh, welcome to our FM listeners, and they're on KSKQ-FM in Ashland, Oregon. And, of course, if you're in California, if you're anywhere in the country, Ashland, Oregon has the best Shakespeare Festival in the country. It's in the summertime. I've been there. It's a lot of fun. All of you out there should be joining us. You can join us by email at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Or you can call us. You know, you can call and talk to our musicians. It's 347-215-7511. 347-215-7511. Now, there's a good reason why our next guest is called the Queen of Boogie Woogie and the Goddess of Soul. Donya Oxford can blow the roof off a club when she lets loose on her keyboards and her down-and-dirty voice. She's been described as Gladys Knight meets the Rolling Stones, but I think her music is much more than that. She's high energy, high impact, and just plain high on performing. An extraordinary, soulful, passionate singer and songwriter and keyboardist and band leader. Her music is like old-school rock and roll and blues and soul, but it makes audiences of all ages, from teenagers to boomers, get up and dance. And that's her magic. Donya Oxford understands in her bones that beats and melody and emotion resonate with every age, every audience, and every generation. And that's why she's played with artists from Keith Richards and Bob Weir to Shemekia Copeland and Buddy Guy. Well, she's just returned from, to her adopted home of Los Angeles, yay, we're glad she's here, from a tour throughout Europe, and we are delighted that she took the time to stop by Music Friday Live and share some of her stories. Donya Oxford, welcome to Music Friday Live. My goodness, Patrick, what an awesome intro. I'm hiring you as my publicist. <laughs> That's fantastic, thank you. I really appreciate well, it, that. 
It has the added advantage of being true, you know. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Well, we do like to put a lot of energy in our show and a lot of, uh, you know, good quality soul music where people can dance and have a good time. That's really what we try and do at our shows. Well, having been at your shows, I know that's also true, too. Well, how was <laughs> Europe? I mean, you were playing with oh. some really heavy-duty people, Van Morrison and Roger Daltrey and Albert oh Lee. God, yeah, and you played with fantastic. a cow wearing clogs. So tell us about it. <laughs> that was just a photo. Yeah, uh, I, I went to the U.K. Uh, first um, for uh, Albert Lee, uh, fantastic. If you don't know who Albert Lee is, you should. He is the quintessential guitarist that all the other guitarists, like Eric Clapton and Vince Gill, they, they kowtow to him. They, they bow to him as as their mentor and their, you know, they're, they're all in awe of him. His name is Albert Lee, and it was his 70th birthday. Um, Albert used to play with the Everly Brothers, and Eric Clapton used to play with everybody. And it was his 70th birthday event in London, two-day event on a Saturday and a Sunday. And the people in attendance, I played most half the night with all these great rock legends. Uh, on the bill were people like Bill Wyman, uh, Elliot Randall from Steely Dan, uh, Gary Brooker, uh, uh, Shaken Stevens, Gary U.S. Bonds, Mike Berry, a lot of old British rockers, the original, all the original members of The Shadows. Uh, it was just absolutely fantastic event. Um, and every single musician on the stage, Andy Fairweather Lowe, uh, Chris Farlow, great soul singer from uh, the U.K., Chris Farlow, every musician from top to bottom not only was top echelon in their musical talent and ability they were all so so nice and so sweet and it was just between the two-day rehearsal and the two-day two shows it was just a love fest for a week uh, did all of did, the musicians. Um, did anybody uh, film it or record it yes Are we get actually to... yes yes it's they're actually going to they're actually doing a documentary on albert's life and the, they filmed both uh, the rehearsals and the shows to add to the documentary footage. So uh, it, will be, it will be shown, yeah. I think it's going to kind of uh, follow the same lines as the uh, Chuck Berry documentary, Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll, where it's right. a documentary about Albert's life kind of culminating the uh, big concert. So, well, off, yeah, off, air, uh, off air, I want to get the, the name of the, uh, the producer there because we, we, we also interview uh, – uh, producers and directors of music documentaries. Oh, so we'll look I'll at that. Well, sure. but the highlight now, for me was being, you know, not only just performing with all those people and hanging out with them backstage. Uh, the next day, Monday, I'm getting on a train, literally, to go to a boogie woogie gig down in Dorset, England, and I'm at the train station waiting for the train, and my best friend Sheila and I are standing there, and I get a text from the promoter of the Albert Lee show saying that Van Morrison was in the audience last night and would like you to stay in London a couple of days and record on his album with Roger Daltrey and Ginger Baker. Shut up. You're kidding. <laughs> oh. And I went, uh, gee, hmm, yes, please. Uh, so I, unfortunately, I, I feel terrible about the fans in Dorset, and I've apologized numerous times in newsletters and on, the, on all my social media, but they were so kind to understand that I had to cancel my performance in Dorset to stay in London to uh, accommodate Mr. Morrison. I couldn't pass up that opportunity to record. Um, I'm sure and, they understood. Uh, Are we going to hear that recording? We will eventually. Uh, they're still in the process of finishing the album. They've got a couple more tracks. They've actually asked me to return to the U.K. Uh, and do some more tracks. They were very pleased with the one track that I did, and they've asked me if I could please return. So um, hopefully I'll be returning this summer, and, uh, and finishing up, he'll be finishing up that album, and uh, I'll be on a couple tracks with them. And I, uh, as far as I understand, um, uh, some, uh, uh, some great other uh, guest artists are on that album. I believe Robert Plant, um, uh, and I've, I think Mavis Staples and some other great people. Wow. He's doing like a duet type album. Well, and, well I, I'm uh, raising my hand. Fantastic. I'm volunteering to to be one of your roadies. Okay, we'll talk about that <laughs> off there too. All right. Well, we need we need to uh, get a little music in so our our uh, listeners know why I'm so excited and people uh, that you played with are so excited too. So uh, 
So let's venture into your most recent album and uh, play a little Love, Sweet Love. Well, I think that's a pretty good example of why uh, you got invited back to London. That's, uh, that's the kind of high-energy, high-impact music that I love. Now, you wrote and arranged that, as I think you did all the songs on the album, and incidentally, the album is Soul Quest. And there, I believe that was Ron Blake on the horn arrangements there? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, when you, start to, when you put something like this together... Um, does something specific kick off the songwriting, a thought, a beat, an idea? Yeah, it, you know, it depends. Uh, I write in two different ways. Sometimes I'll have a concept or a, or a phrase that strikes me. And then from that phrase, you know, a sentence often has a lyrical flow to it or a melodic flow to it. So if you take a sentence like... Uh, um, I can't think right now. My car is purple. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a melodic flow. My car is purple. And you can find the notes from the way you speak. And so from there, I'll take the phrase and I'll create a melody line, and then, then that will catapult me into writing a melody and, and writing from a, from a musical standpoint. Or else I'll have a story. To, the other way I write is I'll have a story to tell. Uh, somebody broke my heart or I'm having a really good day, and then I'll take on that theme, and I'll write almost a poem first, and then the music comes from the, the lyrics of the poem. So I, okay. I kind of write two different ways, depending on, right. on my mood and, and what strikes me that day. <laughs> I have well, no well, real well, set way. Well, I hope there's nobody out there who is dumb enough to break your heart, but uh, in any case... I've written several songs about them, and I make money off them. <laughs> good, good. Well, here's one of those songs. Um, it's off of your new album, too. Do you want my love? Well, of course, my answer to that question is yes, but uh, moving <laughs> on from that, uh, that's, a, that's a very nice stripped-down classic soul rock with, you know, you just got a drum, a bass, a guitar, and, and your keyboard in there. It's, it's very different than the, than the full arrangement on Love, Sweet Love. Uh, and I yes, take it, uh, you like both forms, arranged I and do. simple? You know, I would, well, I really, in my dream band, if I could afford to have as many musicians as I want, I would have horns and, uh, you know, a, a whole array, array of keyboard play, you know, keyboards and synths and everything. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, the music business, the music industry is not as uh, fruitful as it used to be. And so um, it costs money to have a larger band. And so I kind of strip it down to four to six pieces uh, on my live shows. Um, we'll do guitar, bass, drums, neon keys, and lead vocals, and two uh, background singers doing the tip dance moves. <laughs> I, I understand that your uh, your mother was a major influence on you musically. She took you to all kinds of music. She started you on the piano. You were performing live as a child. So I guess you were doomed to a musical career at the very beginning. Uh, you really had no choice. Is, is that an accurate statement? No, she definitely encouraged me, but I was the one who pushed it. 
So I don't know that I was doomed to do it. I, I kind of pushed her and said, Mommy, Mommy, this is really what I want to do. And because she already had the musical background, um, she said, then go for it. I support you fully. So it was really, uh, it, I definitely was not forced to do it. Um, it was really the other way around. And I was grateful that I had a mother who was supportive and willing to, you know, let me find teachers that were willing to not only teach me the classical you know, stuff that I wasn't interested in, but willing to teach me the fun stuff like boogie-woogie and rock and roll and ragtime and all that kind of stuff. Well, we all owe a, a debt to your mother. Um, now, <laughs> I understand that you, you detoured a little bit into theater. Now, I did. That, Musical theater was my real love. Well, you've got a, a fill-the-room kind of stage presence, so I'm sure that you would have been just as successful as an actress um, as you have been as a musician. But was theater just not as much fun as, as uh, music for you, even musical theater? Oh, no. Th theater was awesome. I love it to this day. But, you know, I made a living at music first. <laughs> um, and so, you know, you go where the... Not that you go where the money is, but I loved both equally, and since the music actually paid my bills, it just was a natural path to go into that full time. Uh, and uh, but I, I still love theater and acting and dancing. I tap dance, and you know, I I, I grew up in those surprised. days of Liza Minnelli and and uh, Bette Midler and and those those people that sing, dance, act, and do it all without lip syncing, without electronica, without you know, singing to a track, but the real deal. And, you know, that's what I kind of been, and so that's what I strive to, you know, uh, give to the people of my shows, you know. Well, you certainly do. Uh, we're talking with um, Donia Oxford, and you can talk with Donia, 347-215-7511, or you can email us, and a couple of you are starting, we're starting to get emails here. Uh, the email address is musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and we do have some emails here for you. Um, Vera in Nashville wants to know, why are you Donia with a name like Oxford? Are you Hispanic? <laughs> I am not Hispanic. My father was an Episcopal priest, and he loved the Spanish language, so he named me Doña Maria, which means Lady Mary, because he wanted to get that religion in there. Uh, either that or he thought I'd be a lady. <laughs> Boy, was he wrong. No. <laughs> but that's where my name comes from, yes. Okay. Uh, Blaze in Dallas wants to know, do you play any instruments besides the keyboard? I do. I play drums. Uh, I, I don't know that I would... You know, I'm certainly not Steve Gadd or anything like that, but I do play drums well enough to do some blues gigs and things like that. So that was one of my first instruments as well. Okay, and uh, Summer in Seattle wants, uh, just is advising you that next time you tour Europe, film it and post all the videos. I will do, most certainly. Okay, all right. And uh, Rudy in Santa Clara uh, says, Northern California, please, Northern California. I'm here, I'm here. I've got shows coming up all over L.A. and uh, Northern California and everywhere. So, yes, I'm in the Bay, uh, the first Bay Area, the first week of April. Um, this weekend I'm down in Marina Del Rey, and next week I'm in uh, West Hollywood. So, uh, and, yes, I'm around. <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's, let's tell people where they can go to, a, first, buy your music, and, secondly, to find out your tour schedule. Absolutely. My website is doniaoxford.com. You don't need the little squiggle over the end, just D-O-N-A-O-R-D.com. You can get my music on iTunes or right directly through my website. If you want a hard copy CD, we'll send that to you, autographs and everything. Uh, my, you can get all my schedule on uh, my website as well or through my Facebook, which is Facebook slash Donia Oxford. And uh, Reverb Nation, I'm also on Reverb Nation and Twitter. So you can find me on all the social media. And yeah, this, my this show's coming up. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, I was going to talk about your shows. <laughs> yeah, my show is coming up this Saturday, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Wow, it's tomorrow already. Uh, I'm playing down at Brennan's Irish Pub in Marina Del Rey on Lincoln Boulevard, just south of Washington. And uh, this Thursday coming up, I have a huge show I'm really excited about. The legendary Leland Sklar, bass player phenomenon, uh, will be joining us at Genghis Cohen, which is on Fairfax and Melrose in West Hollywood, Thursday night, 8.30, one set. 
um, with the fantastic Leland Clark, and we've got some very special surprise guests, uh, big-name guests coming down, um, who I'm not at liberty to say yet, but uh, members of the original Wrecking Crew and some great horn players and people coming down. So it should be a fantastic show. That's this Thursday at Genghis Cohen, uh, the 27th. And then I'm up in the Bay Area. I'm playing with the Queens of Boogie Woogie, which is uh, four women who excel at Boogie Woogie-style piano playing. Uh, it's me, Wendy DeWitt, Sue Palmer, and Deanna Bogart, Bay Area, uh, one at Yoshi's uh, in Oakland, and then uh, um, a theater up in Lakeport. You have to check my website. And then we're back down in Santa Monica uh, April 5th at a club called Trip on Lincoln and Santa Monica. So uh, we're all, I'm all over the place. And, and what's the, uh, the date on the Yoshi show? And, and that's Yoshi's Oakland or Yoshi's San Francisco? Yoshi's, Yoshi's Oakland, and it's, the, it's Wednesday the 2nd, uh, 3rd, uh, whatever the Wednesday is. <laughs> okay. Four, three, two. Wednesday the 2nd. Okay. Yeah, Wednesday, right. April 2nd at Yoshi's. For those of you in Southern California, um, if you couldn't write that down, you should go to our website. But let me tell you that Genghis Cohen has a great listening room and a wonderful sound system. It's a great place to, to, to hear Donia. And, and if you're in Northern California, you know Yoshi's. Yoshi's is a big place. It's got wonderful acoustics. You can have sit there at your table and have drinks, and it's the perfect place to enjoy uh, Boogie Woogie. Well, right now, uh, I want to take a step back in time to your Step Up album, which is the previous ah. album. Uh, and this is for a song that is achingly enjoyable to listen to and also makes a really powerful statement. Here it is. This is called I Am. I am stronger than a willow tree in winter. I am beautiful because my mama told me so. I'm as patient as a flower awaiting springtime. I'm as graceful as a little baby doe. And I am taller than the pyramids of Egypt. I am worth more. Your hand, and I am gentle as a summer breeze in August. I am all of these things, Lord, just because I am. Last week, I interviewed the LA based band Memoir and play their song, Who I Am, which delivers mm -hmm. the same message that you do in this song, I am who I am and I am valuable, but of course they do it in heavy rock, and it's equally powerful. Now the lead singer and lyricist in that group, Dina Deadly, said that their song was inspired by the misunderstanding and the mistreatment of the transgender community, which they know well. Your song is more personal, but the message is very universal. What inspired I Am, and who is it for? Well, it's really an anthem for women uh, to uh, kind of, you know, take, to own themselves. You know, women, a lot of times we, uh, we especially mothers, they put themselves second, uh, third oftentimes. Um, we're, we're often people pleasers, um, so we're always uh, stepping back and, and you know, doing for others before we put ourselves first. And it was funny, I was on, a, on an airplane, and, you know, they say uh, put your mask on first before you help others. And, and uh, I kept hearing a, a similar message that we need to take care of ourselves. Like, we cannot help others unless we ourselves are whole first. And it really spoke, those messages kept coming up around that time that I wrote that song. It kept coming up for me more and more. And so it really, that was the catalyst to say, okay, who am I and, and, and what can I be? And, and it's okay who I am, whether I'm weak or strong that particular day. Um, accept myself and love myself and then move forward from there. 
Well, it's a very, very powerful statement, and, and also this it shows your range too. That that you're not all boogie woogie and blues. You you can also just just by yourself can be a very powerful uh, vocalist, and and unfortunately, okay. it also leads up to the fact that we are out of time. Right? <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you know what? I'm going to be at your at one of your live shows here in, in, in Los Angeles. So you'll I'll get to talk to you again, and maybe we can have you back on. You're always so much fun. I mean, you're so much fun on stage. Oh, you're so much fun on radio. Um, and maybe I just I think we're going to call you Donia Fun from now on. Uh, sounds but, good to me. <laughs> sounds good to me too. Let, real quick, once again, tell our uh, our listeners where they can get your schedule and your music www.doniaoxford.com, D-O-N-A-O-X-F-O-R-D.com. Everything's there. Okay, and we want to remind people you have dates coming up in Marina Del Rey and Los Angeles and Oakland and Lakeport and in Santa Monica. Folks, again, should check out the schedule on your website. They should download your music and join me whenever you can at uh, at a show put on by Donia Fun Oxford. All right, thanks a lot, Donia. We got to go thanks now. So We're much, take... Sure thing. We have to take a break now, and when we return, Claudia Schmidt joins us. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we're back. You're listening to music. Whoops, you have a little jolt there. You're listening to Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Hepernan. We just talked with Donia Oxford, and uh, we are going to have another guest coming right up. But right now, though, I have to talk to you about solar energy. Solar energy is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of the upfront cost. With Solar City, which is the number one provider of solar energy in the United States, you can go solar for zero upfront costs on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out and they'll install a solar system on your home for free. You only pay for the power you use just like you do from the utility company except you pay for less of it because the sun is making part of it. And when I had solar on my home, they made half, half of all the energy we use. Now, I can't say that's going to be the same for you, but that's the kind of savings that, isn't, that is involved in solar energy. Now, Solar City pays for the system. It insures the system, and it maintains the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar has not been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. And how do you find out about this? How do you get solar energy for your home? I'm glad you asked. You call, now here's the number, be ready to write it down. You call 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. That will connect you to Tina. Tina's a friend of mine, and if you tell Tina that I told you to call, that Music Friday told you to call, she'll give you a discount on your order. So that's 909-618-6937, 909-618-6937, and you can get solarized with no upfront costs. Well, our next guest, Claudia Schmidt was on Music Friday Live in May of 2012, bringing her then-new album, Bend in the River, which is still at the top of my playlist, and it's soon to be joined by her newest album, New World Order. Claudia is an artist of such extraordinary range and experience, jazz, folk, theater, humor, studio, touring. It's hard to describe her adequately, so I won't try to describe her adequately. I will let her speak for herself, which she does pretty darn well. Claudia, welcome back to Music Friday Live. Hi. Thanks, Patrick. Hey, check this out. Solar power is expensive energy. <laughs> I love it. I love, did you just think of that? 
no, no, a, guy, a friend of mine years ago, they wrote the whole song. They they, they rewrote the whole uh, uh, Angels We've Heard on High for Solar Power. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. I, I'm, I'm going to have to... Uh, I mean, off off the air, I mean, maybe I could record you singing that or something. That is so good. <laughs> well, well, uh, Claudia, uh, I I'm sure you've been asked this a dozen times, but uh, you may not know it. But I'm a former professor of international politics, and so I have to ask you. I love the title of your new album, which of course is a takeoff on the political science term "new world order." Where did you get that idea? Well, well, it was actually a complete accident. Uh, do you remember the bumper sticker from the 80s that said, Visualize World Peace? Yeah, I sure do. I probably have okay, one. Well, I, was, I was just, um, I was actually listening to mixes of the new CD, which was gonna originally be named Already, which is the first cut on the thing. And in order to distinguish one mix from another for the most recent mix, I just scribbled New World Order on it. And when both the uh, Eric from Red House Records and my guitar player, Dean McGraw, saw it. They said, hey, man, that is the name of the CD. So I was outnumbered. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they were right, too. <laughs> they were right. They were absolutely right. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, since, since we last talked, um, well, actually, we last talked about three weeks ago, and you were digging a car uh, out of the snow, and I take it all the snow is gone now? Well, no, it's not gone, but it's uh, uh, it's all more or less negotiable now. That's the thing. Uh, it's going to take a long time. It's, it's staying cold, and the snow's sticking around somewhat, and uh, uh, what the heck. <laughs> yeah, but the, you're in Wisconsin, right? Uh, Minneapolis, actually. Min- oh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, a great town. Yeah. And, of course, that would, that would follow because your record publisher is in St. Paul right across the river yeah, over there. Correct. The- yeah, yeah. 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 And actually, I've been there. I've been to the big old Red House, and I don't know if you've been there on Fridays, but you know they do a great tequila party. Oh, they're happy hour. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I'm in town, I, I try to get over there. Yeah, yeah. you bet. Well, I just yeah. want to and remind... Every claim tequila leaves no hangover, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can attest that that's not true, right? Um, I, <laughs> really? I, I, I just want uh, to, to use Claudia as a, an object lesson for all my Southern California listeners. There still is weather in the world, and, and there, is, there are people who don't have to drive two hours to get to the snow. Now, uh, I'm, I'm so sick of people talking about weather, I can't even begin to tell you. My, my, friend, my friend in Traverse City calls it weather porn, you know, the, the new obsession, which I think well, is a great term. <laughs> we won't do it anymore. Um, since you last talked, uh, since we last talked in 2012, I know your mother died. Now, did that affect yes. your creativity? Um, you know, it didn't really affect m- my creativity, Patrick, so much. Um, but I, I, I definitely she was she was my she was such a huge supporter of my music, and um, I feel her in a I feel in her in a, in a different way than I did before. I guess you know the the uh, the physical absence has led to a, a deeper presence. The way a, a friend put it, she sent to me a short time after my mom died, and she figured I'd probably gotten one too many snappy sympathy cards. She just sent this little line. It said, uh, first you're here, then you're everywhere. <laughs> and well, I'm, feeling the, I'm feeling the everywhere-ness, I think, of my mom these days, which is great. Well, you expressed it rather well, and, and, and I want to play a little bit of uh, the song, Jane's Gone. Yeah. <laughs> That is so powerful, so very mm-hmm. powerful. Now, you, you told us the story of your feeling in that song without a word. Can, can you tell us how you wrote it, where that, what the process was? Um, that came out about two weeks before my mom's memorial, which was in May. She died in January, and her memorial was in May. And um, I was actually just uh, sitting around warming up before a concert, uh, 
in, in Chicago, and, and that tune just kind of came rolling out. And it sounds so kind of ancient and uh, that I first I thought I was uh, stealing somebody's song or something, and then I, I you know I just think again that maybe that might have been her coming through. She had a, a lot of uh, Irish in her ancestry, and it kind of has that sound that that old Irish sound to me. It it does, and and like I say, you you have, you communicated your feelings so well without a single word there. It's it's, it's a remarkable work of art. Now mm-hmm. I I want to. Um, Talk about the new album, and you start the new album with a kind of soaring melodic folk music that I associate with you. Let's give our uh, our listeners a little example of that. Sure. I already know I love you. I cannot take it back. The river has carried the message, and the stars on their nightly track. And the birds. song is is so much fun it 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 really kind of makes my my whole day however uh-huh. we didn't we didn't play it here because we don't have time to play the, the whole thing but deep into the song it kind of shifts into a country pop sounding guitar solo and to me it gets even better was was that uh, dean laying down those guitar grooves oh the song? yeah that's my long time musical genius pal dean mcgraw who always knows exactly what to do on, no matter what style of music, you know, uh, he just is a, such a master of the instrument. Well, he, he certainly proved it uh, there. And also you, you, uh, you work with him and Mark Thayer on the album, too. How, how did this all come together? Um, well, Mark, it's his recording studio, a uh, wonderful studio in Palm Fret Center, Connecticut. Signature Sounds is the name of the studio. And I had actually met him two years earlier um, doing a, a CD with my friend Sally Rogers, and it's, it happens to be about three miles from where she lives, and so we ended up recording there. And I just I love the setup there and the, the sound that he got. Um, he's got an incredible gift for hearing acoustic sounds and 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 recording them clearly. And so I just knew uh, that I wanted to do this CD there, and so I brought my friend Dean out from St. Paul, and then um, we got together a rhythm section. Um, from from out near Signature Sounds, and then my friend Betsy, the oboe player, lives down in the Cape, so we brought her up, and and that was where our ragtag little band came from. And it just, I love the way everything fell together. You know, sometimes when you get people together who haven't played before, especially a rhythm section, um, it can be a little rocky at first anyway, and I tell you, everyone just, just laid into it, and we were in a groove uh, the minute we started playing together. It was such fun. Well, it, it certainly shows, and, and I, uh, it shows throughout the, the whole album. And I noticed that you and Dean are going to be on stage together next week, along with uh, Jim Atten and J.T. Bates and Mark Anderson. Uh, uh, yes. That's going to be a CD release party. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, it's at the Dakota uh, Jazz Club and Restaurant in downtown Minneapolis. Um, wonderful, wonderful room, national room. And I'd actually recorded a, a jazz CD there several years ago, and I think it was six it was with Dean and J.T. Bates as part of the band. Um, and this time we're bringing Jim Anton and, and uh, Mark Anderson. And the four of them, Dean and Jim and J.T. and Mark, had this awesome band in the, in the 90s and in the 2000s that were like a cult hit in the Twin Cities called Eighthead. And so this is turning out to be, um, this is turning out to be a reunion also of Eighthead. And then, and then they happen to be my band for the CD release. So it is going to be an incredible night. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm, 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 unfortunately, I won't be able to attend, but I, but I hope you uh, post some video from the, uh, the concert. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to see if we can maybe get a little video. That would be great. You know, I'm sure there's somebody out there in your, and, and the fans and the audience are going to be holding up a cell phone shooting a video. But if you can get a professional one, that would be wonderful. Um, yeah. 
We're we're talking we're talking with Claudia Schmidt. Uh, you can talk with Claudia Schmidt. You can call in three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email. And I see the emails are starting to flow in. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. And since we got a couple emails here for you, why don't I just read them? And Manuel in Los Angeles wants to know: Is your music Irish? Is my what? Is your music Irish? Um, no, no, not by nature. I mean, I'm part Irish, so I mean, you played one that sounded a little Irish, but um, uh, I just, uh, I just, I, I reach into any, any musical source that suits my needs when I'm when I'm writing. So, um, and over the years, that's that's the fun, the exciting thing about writing now is I keep having more and more places I can reach. <laughs> so, uh, Manuel, I think the answer to your question is she's international. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Shisha, also in L.A., uh, wants to know if you ever tour the West Coast. You know, I've gotten, I'm going to be in Northern California in uh, uh, Santa Cruz and Oakland in mid-June, but I'm, I'm kind of working. I kind of lost my connection for uh, Southern California. LA. I used to come out there in the 80s, and then I, there was this time when I was kind of away from uh, touring when I was living on that island running a and b in a restaurant. So I'm, I'm trying to reconnect. So stay tuned because I, in the next year or two, I, I hope to get out there again. I just have to find, I have to find my people. <laughs> well, we should talk about that off air because I may know some of those people. Um, yeah. Now, in the 1980s, I'll take you back a ways. In the 1980s, you provided the music for the John DeGraff's film, uh, The Motherhood Manifesto, and mm-hmm. also you worked with him on a, another film, Mother of the Year, about a Swedish grandmother who was arrested for protesting Trident nuclear missiles. Are, are yeah. these issues that, that you fo- you follow? Um, yeah, well, yeah, and uh, well, because I've always been kind of part of the folk world, and which kind of leads you into social justice issues. Um, so I tend to perform for audiences who are interested in that stuff, and um, and 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 being a, a lowly folk musician, um, kind of uh, in in that world. Kind of what, what I heard a woman say once. Uh, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space, and that's sort of the story of my life. <laughs> and, um, so John uh, was drawn to my music, and um, I just he does he has such a great grasp, a human way of, of presenting social issues, like the idea that he's doing an, an anti-nuke film through this this Minnesota Swedish grandmother. You know, I mean, it's just amazing. And uh, the same with the Motherhood Manifesto, which was a, a documentary based on a book that came out about about uh, working primarily, I mean, with single parents and working women, and, and it focused on three particular women. Um, and and, not, and the, the cool thing about John is that he, he talks about the, the issues, but he finds uh, the places where, where people are working and really changing things, and sometimes quiet ways that you don't hear about in the news, you know, where these, these women went to their bosses of companies in the Motherhood Manifesto and, and actually changed their minds and their hearts so that they changed their policies and, and uh, made a more humane situation for the women to work in. So that's what I love about John's work. Well, I suppose you probably noticed the news, um, I guess it was last month, uh, that an 84-year-old nun was sentenced to three years in jail because she was able yeah. to pretty much walk into the Oak Ridge Weapons Development Site. You know, Is, is that uh, yeah. fodder for a song? Um, I'm sure it's fodder for somebody's song. I don't know if it'll be my song or not. Um, I don't tend to write. Uh, you know, there are people who are really good at uh, sort of like journalistic protest songwriting. Um, that's not really my my milieu. I tend to to delve into uh, my my stuff. It, it's not that it's not political, but it comes at it through a, a little more oblique angle, I guess you might say. Um, Sideways. So yeah, yeah, kind of crabs, crabs in to the to the issues, and yeah, uh huh. But somebody's, I'm sure, is is busy. One of the really great protest songwriters has probably already written a song about it. Probably. Well, um, Melior in New York City noticed that you called yourself a lowly folk musician, and Melior writes, "We need more lowly folk musicians." So 
Whatever you're doing, <laughs> keep it up, and you've got a fan in New York. Well, you've written songs about strong women, and um, I'd like to play one of those songs about strong right. women. You know, I, have, I want to of... say that I'm very proud of this, Patrick, because it's in my 40 years of performing, it's the first polka I've ever written. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is the Strong Woman Had a Bad Day Polka. Now, I've got to say, Claudia, that the words, whatever doesn't kill you makes you wish that you were dead, have been sticking in my head, cause, because by that logic, I wouldn't have made it past the age of 13. Now, <laughs> now where did that idea come from? I, I was just, um, I, was, I was having a, a deep chat with a friend one day, and we were talking about things that had been going on in our lives. We'd both been going through some, some pretty rough times. For enough for a couple of years, you know, uh, um, and we were hugging, and I just laughed and said, "Well, you know, whatever doesn't kill you makes you wish that you were dead." And <laughs> that was the beginning of the polka. <laughs> and, and and the rest is history. Now, why did you make it a polka? Well, at first I thought it was an Irish drinking song. Actually, when I was first uh, when the song first came out, I was walking, and the song came out, and just like this fell swoop, you know, it just like came pouring out, and um, I, I had to run home to get all the words down, and I, I thought it was a, I had that kind of six eight deedly deedly deedly, which worked. But but then I realized that that tempo was just a vehicle to help keep the words in my head. And then when I let it settle in, I knew it. I just knew it had to be a polka. You know, yeah, you just know things sometimes. Yeah, and of course you're in Minneapolis, which is the home of polkas. So there you go. <laughs> uh, we have a uh, we have an email here from um, Arvon in St. Louis, and Arvon says. Your guest is really funny. Does she do comedy, too? If she doesn't, she ought to. Uh, it's, it's a big part. It's a big part of my live shows. Yeah, in fact, uh, yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I've never part, seen your live shows. So you actually do comedy? Uh, know, yeah, I oh, I do a lot of, like, spoken word and, and, and storytelling and, and raconteuring. And, um, and yeah, I, I use humor a lot. In performance, um, in fact, a couple of people have come up and said that you know they, they. Oh, in fact, a woman just came up after a show last week and said she really appreciated the humor coming from, as she put it, an older woman, because because um, I'm 60 now, you know, and she said she, she and she was probably around the same age, maybe in her 60s, and she said a lot of times when she hears uh, older women comics, they have a hardness about them that she doesn't like, and she loved my humor because. It it wasn't hard. It was funny, but it was tender and yeah. So I I, I felt like um, it makes me feel like I'm 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 doing my work well when that happens. Well, I I think that uh, you should keep in mind that sixty is the new twenty five for women. Now here's another song from the from the album too. Another song about women. Incidentally, while we were playing that song, <clears throat> we got about five emails of people who agreed with me that uh, for women, 60 is the new 25. So just keep that in mind. Now, the women what? 
that, uh, that for women, 60 is the new 25. Uh, see, I don't buy into that crap. I feel like I, I'm, I own every every second of my 60 years, you know. I mean, you can get carried away. I have a friend who says, we ought to have a new bumper sticker that says, if we're going to, we might as well go all the way and say, that is the new old, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, when you wrote the, the, the song we just played, uh, Your Defenses mm-hmm. Are Down, were your defenses down? Um, it was more of an exploratory song uh, on what it would be like for my defenses to be down. They, they weren't necessarily at that time, um, but I liked the idea of their being down. So it was sort of an exercise and working from the outside in. <laughs> and, and, ha- and having that kind of visual was really great. And to make it sort of mysterious and even a little like a horror movie. <laughs> uh, well, it, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that song again now that, now that I, I've, I've heard the, the inside story. Um, I understand that you're currently working on lyrics and music for a musical about Amelia Earhart. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like been, fun. It is. It's kind of we're at the step now. I mean, I'm learning what a long, 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 slow process it is to create something from the ground up. The playwright lives outside of Santa Cruz. She's been working on the play for probably more than 10 years, and and she's had me on board for close to three now, and we're kind of in a lull because we're waiting for uh, she's been sending the script around we have to find try to find somebody a theater producer or somebody who uh wants to put the time and energy into developing it you know we're sort of we're out of a little out of steam right now um and uh it's it just takes a number of things to converge to make a piece of theater like this happen so um yeah so I, I, it's been an incredible experience and i have i mean it's I am, I've been so grateful to uh, to learn about uh, Amelia Earhart. I mean, more because the play is really about her backstory. You know how Amelia the girl became Amelia the woman, and um, and it's a, and it, so it really humanizes her. You know, it doesn't focus so much on the fame and the crash and the mystery, but of how you know who this who this woman was. She was an amazing but woman for any time, much less that time. But it's a it's a musical. Yes. Okay. Well. I, I I look forward, but not but, uh, I look forward, but not impatiently to it coming out. Unfortunately, we are just about out of time, so I well, want to remind all. Oh, you know, you, time flies and you're having fun. Um, well, I want to remind flies, whether you're having fun or not. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have fun. <laughs> yeah, damn right. Um, I want to remind all of our listeners that your new album is a new world order. It's available from Red House Records. Um, and it's also available from your website. Do you want to tell us your uh-huh. website again? Yeah, ClaudiaSchmidt.com. And it also has my calendar on it. You can sign up on an email list um, so, that, so that you'll know when I'm going to be coming to Los Angeles. <laughs> or Santa Cruz or anywhere else. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, we should talk about that because I know a lot of the club, club owners here in, in Los Angeles. So maybe I can give you some leads there. But like I say, we are out of time now. So, I want to, Claudia, I want to thank you. You are such a fun guest. We've got to do this again. Okay. Always a pleasure, Patrick. And I've, you've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA and Blog Talk Radio and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page and you follow our Twitter feed, you'll get a real-time update on our guests. Vote for your favorite musician on musicfriday.nationbuilder.com, and we will invite them on the show. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleman. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at cyberstationusa.com or at blogtalkradio.com. Now, I'm going to be off next Friday, but... But uh, Music Friday Live will still be here, so tune in and you'll hear a classic Music Friday Live. We're going to interview Toby Lightman and Sarah Darlin. Now, there's a combination for you. It doesn't get much better than that. Then check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we're going to update you on the guest. And meanwhile, I'm going to play a little bit more of Defenses Are Down while uh, we sign off. Good night, everybody, and have a great weekend full of music. Do you? 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 Do you?
constantly been tested Indications are I could be easily nailed My defenses are down Alarms have been unusually quiet A red flag goes up You're going to get a letter from the network that... uh you're going to get a letter from the network with a URL in it that uh, allows you to download the show, and you can use it however you wish. Okay? <laughs>